So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, I got a five-star review on the podcast here. I got uh, 28 years in real estate and still learning five stars. Aloha from Maui. And this is from Tom T. Maui. Aloha from Maui with 28 years of in the real estate industry in two unique markets with over $500 million in sales. And still, every time I listen to one of Pat's podcasts, I learned something. It's such a great opportunity to learn from all of the guests that are on his show. Thanks for making real estate fun and profitable. You rock, Tom T. Thank you, Tommy T. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming out of Indianapolis, Indiana. I got Miss Jeannie Grant on the line, and uh, she is turning heads, and she was referred to us by Catherine Scarum, uh, you know, one of our favorite people here in the real estate rock stars world and the Rebus University world, a huge advocate of Rebus University and the podcast. And in any event, uh, I'm excited to have Jeannie on because Catherine has been turning to Jeannie going, you know, hey, how did you do that? How did you sell that house? How'd you, how are you doing these things? Uh, learning from somebody who is very fairly new in the business. And it just goes to show you that many of the things that we can learn as real estate agents don't necessarily have to come from someone who's been in business 40 years. As a matter of fact, sometimes you get tons more value out of somebody who is successful really fast. And that is the case for a genie. So without further ado, genie, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on the show. Hey, Jeannie, why don't you just give everybody a little rundown on who you are so they can get to know you better? Sure. Okay, so I'm Jeannie Grant. I'm an agent with Century 21 Sheets in Indianapolis, Indiana. I've been licensed for a year and a half now. I moved to Indianapolis about almost two and a half years ago from Nashville, Tennessee. And when I came here, I had been working in sales and um, was approved to kind of work remotely uh, with my last company. And then shortly after we moved, my company uh, was acquired by a competitor of ours, and they quickly uh, cleaned house, and I found myself, you know, in a new city without a job. And uh, real estate has something has been something that I have been really interested in for a long time, but I was a little afraid to make the jump. You know, I had kind of a 
comfortable gig going and, you know, had salary plus commission. And, you know, I, I was a little afraid to take that risk. But after I got laid off, I decided, you know, there was never been a more perfect time for me to pursue this since it's been something I had been interested in for so long. So I was licensed in January of 2017. At the end of January, immediately signed on with Century 21 Sheets, had my first listing within a week. And really just hit the ground running. I think I'm probably, well, they haven't announced who like rookie of the year will be because they do it for a full running 12 months. So they won't make that announcement until like January of 2019. But I'm pretty confident I'll probably wind up being our rookie of the year. Um, During my first 12 months, um, I had 85,000 in adjusted gross commission. And my business has just continued to thrive since then. So I had to close 17 deals in my first 12 months in business. But if you're looking at just the last 12 months, it's been 34 closed sales, just over 8 million in sales. And really, you know, I don't have a very big sphere here in Indianapolis. So it's been all about, you know, meeting people, connecting with people, going above and beyond for clients and, you know, doing everything I can to make them happy, which has really helped me with referrals and good word of mouth. I love the story, right? I mean, here you're at 34 houses a year, so three a month, a second year in the business in a new town that you were forced to go, not forced to go to, but you went to for another job, got laid off. I mean, it's a great story. Like when you got laid off, like did did you figure in your head, like I got a month or I got two weeks or like a lot of people will give themselves six months. I get the feeling like you didn't have that luxury. Well, so, I mean, when I, when I got laid off, I've always been a saver. So thankfully, I mean, I did get, you know, I did have a severance package or whatever, but, you know, I told my husband, you know, he was very supportive and he knew that this was something I had talked about for a long time. So he was like, you know what, if you want to try it, go ahead and try it. I think he was a little nervous because again, we hadn't lived in Indy for very long. I didn't know a ton of people. And so I think he thought that it was going to be very difficult for me to kind of get my business going. But yeah, once I, once I started, you know, it was just like, I've got to do this. I've got to succeed. So I had to really get out there and, you know, not let the small sphere hold me back. Okay. So, so you jumped right in, you had a listing in a week, like where'd you get that listing? Um, So it actually came from my very small sphere. I I went to college in Indiana. So there is a small group of people, you know, from college that I still keep in touch with here in Indy. And one of them, her parents were looking to sell their house. And, you know, they had always been a big fan of me and knew that I had been in sales for many years. And so they were, you know, they they were nice enough to take a risk on me and and love me. Yeah, no kidding. A big time. They must have really loved you as... uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, as a friend of you know, college friend of their daughters. Yeah. Um, one week. How long have you been in the business? Uh, six days. Um, <laughs> you know. To be honest, they actually were waiting for me. They they knew they were like, "Will you hurry up and finish your test?" Because we would really like to sell our house. So they they were fortunate. You know, they, they were really nice. They 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 do like me, and I do appreciate them. But yeah, yeah you, you looked out there. So what else? So what about, what about the rest of the business? Like, you you know, how did you do so much so fast? Open houses have been a a huge form of success for me and farming in my neighborhood as well. So as soon as I became licensed, I made it a point to, you know, tell everyone everywhere that I went that I was a licensed agent, introduce myself, hand out business cards. And I tried to meet 
at least five new people every single day. Thankfully, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty outgoing. I make friends easily. So, I mean, if I'm waiting in line at Kroger to check out, you know, I'm talking to the person in line with me and, you know, just making connections. And um, that was really helpful. So let me, slow, let me slow this down, right? Because yeah. this is important no matter how long you've been in the business. A, a lot of people do this their first week in the business, but then they stop, right? And it really yeah. should be something you should be doing every day. Like, do you, you have a name tag on? Do you, you know, have business cards? Like, what's your protocol for meeting five people a day? Like, what advice do you have? How, do, how does somebody meet and talk about real estate five times? with somebody? Well, I think it has to be genuine. Um, (laughs) So it's like, you can't be like, you know, hovering and like waiting to attack people. So it has to just be like, well, yeah, that's, that's like, you know, there's a joke. Like I I got, you know, that's a joke. Now there's a, there's memes going out there of agents that are like too aggressive and in your face, you know? So what, like, what do you, how do you, how do you make it authentic, you know, without making it aggressive? I mean, I think I think it really kind of depends on your personality and like how comfortable you are um, with talking to strangers. But I mean, for me, it's just, I'm just introducing myself. I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at them as a potential client, but I'm just looking at them as, you know, someone who lives in Indianapolis, a person that I could meet, you know, maybe somebody who isn't looking for an agent right now, but they might know somebody who is, or maybe they, you know, could be interested in buying or selling in the next six months to a year. So it's worth it for me to have a positive interaction and, you know, hand them the card. Do you think that because you're not from around the area, they put their defenses down, defenses (laughs) down and they're more hospitable? Like if you say, oh, I'm not from around here, or do you not even volunteer that? (laughs) I never, I never lead with, (laughs) I never lead with that I'm not from around here. Um, But no, I mean, it's just, it's just genuine, you know conversation. I'm just meeting somebody new, introducing myself. I take interest in, you know, what are they doing? Um, So for example, you know, let's say I'm at Lowe's or Home Depot and, you know, whatever. I mean, since we bought our house, we've been doing a lot of home improvement projects. So I find myself going to those kind of stores for, you know, various supplies that we need. You know, maybe I'm looking at paint swatches or whatever. And as you're looking at stuff, it's, you know, maybe you're asking someone nearby you for their opinion and, you know, you strike up, you're, you're shopping for paint, they're shopping for paint. Suddenly you start talking about, you know, what project you're working on, what are they working on? And, you know, before you know it, you know, you, you got to wait at the paint counter for the guy to mix up the colors and stuff. And like suddenly, you know, you've had a few minutes to talk to this person and you've connected. And after you've done that, that's when I hand out the card and say like, hey, I don't know what your plans are, you know, but I'm in real estate, and if you know anybody who's thinking about buying or selling, we'd love to help them. Or you know, if you're thinking of listing your home after you complete this big project, let me know. And you know, that, that's when I that's when I handle the card. And how many houses have you sold by doing that? Just by doing that, probably I think three. Just just okay. meeting strangers and making connections. strangers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So three, because you know, that's great, right? Because that's business you didn't have. Okay. So. Sure. Uh, so three from just meeting strangers. What about the other 31? Where'd those come from? Okay, let's see. I wrote it all down here. So I have nine sales in the past 12 months just from open houses. So when I first started in the business, I was very apprehensive about 
signing it, you know, signing up and locking myself into a contract for like lead generation. I was all about, and plus, you know, I hadn't been working for a couple months. So I was all about looking for leads that I could get for free. And so um, immediately, you know, I, I started holding open houses for my listings, volunteering to hold open houses for, you know, seasoned agents in my office who, you know, maybe didn't like to do them or maybe they didn't have time. And that has been a big source because not only have I met people who were looking to buy, but a lot of those people came in um, with homes that they needed to sell as well. And I have been able to establish rapport with them quickly um, during the time that they've been at the open house and um, have, you know, that's led to me going on listing appointments and, you know, giving them an idea of what I think their home could sell for. And then in some cases, um, you know, maybe they weren't interested in buying the house where we met, um, but based on their feedback of what they thought of the house, I'm able to present to them a list of homes in the area that, you know, they could be better suited for, and then suddenly I'm taking them out to see those homes. So um, open houses has been really critical for me, and I still do them. I challenge myself to do at least, uh, at least three a month. Some months I'll do them Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, it really just depends on what I have time for and how many buyers I'm working with at the time. But I firmly believe that open houses work as long as you know how to talk to people without making them feel, you know, pressured or uncomfortable. And follow-up is so critical. I think lots of people will meet, um, you know, buyers at an open house, have great conversations, but then let the lead, you know, go cold and not follow up soon enough. And then suddenly, you know, they've forgotten who you are. So what's appropriate? Like what, like, uh, tell me, tell me your protocol. So um, I don't believe in sign-in sheets. I feel like if you have a sign-in sheet, people often uh, don't fill out all the information or they don't put correct information. So what I try to do, I carry a clipboard and um, I have that. You know, makes makes me look very official when people come in and I'm shaking hands and I'm holding my clipboard. Like a doctor. Yeah. The first thing <laughs> I try to do when they come in is just to get their first names. And then I usually ask them, are they familiar with the area? Do they live in the area now? Sometimes they'll volunteer, you know, what neighborhood they live in or, um, you know, just give me some info about where they are now, if they're renting, whatnot. So just get a little bit of information from them then. I send them to, you know, tour, tour the home really try to give them some space during that. But before I send them off to tour the house, I tell them um, I don't like to hound people and follow them around room to room, like for them to feel free to take a look. But at the end, I'd just like to talk to them and get a little feedback about what they think about the listing so I can share it with the sellers. And then at that point, I can answer the, any questions that they have. So I always make sure that the expectation is they're going to look around, but they're not going to be able to just bolt out the door when they're done, like that we're going to have a conversation. So I think that's important because they're expecting after they're done looking that we're going to talk again and I'm going to ask them questions. And then you're just going to follow up with that. Like, you know, obviously you're going to do a fair trade for their last name and their email and their phone number, which is how about I get back to you with this? Give me your sure. last name and your you know, or put your yeah. Opinion. Well, so if they don't tell me that they love this home and this is it, this is the one they want to make an offer on. I'm asking, what did they like about the home? What didn't they like about it? Hey, rock stars! Are you worried that your next set of leads will be a total waste of time and money, or maybe that those missed calls and texts are turning potential clients into missed opportunities? 
You should be because these are two huge problems that will absolutely ruin a real estate business's profitability. Fortunately, Rebus CTO Austin Altman and I have come up with a solution. Rebus Complete. And it's got everything you need to maximize conversion, commissions, and profitability. Guys, this is the total package. When you sign up, not only are you getting the best training in the industry, every single course we offer, you're getting high quality exclusive leads and access to the most advanced follow-up systems on the market. I've got Austin on the line now to talk about what Rebus Complete has to offer. Hey Austin, why don't you start by telling our listeners about the leads we send our members? Sure. Well, like you said, Pat, these are high quality. They're not just people who are passively interested in real estate. They are people who are actively looking to buy and or sell in our members market right now. Also, every single lead we send is 100% exclusive. We aren't sending the same leads out to hundreds or even thousands of agents like most lead distributors. When an agent gets a lead from our program, it's theirs and theirs alone. Wow, and these leads are integrated into our automated follow-up system, right? That's absolutely right. All of our leads are managed by the system's state-of-the-art AI. And what's awesome about that is the fact that it not only makes extremely fast contact with incoming leads, but it can also be configured to book appointments based on agents' availability automatically. It's a foolproof system. No more missed contacts and no more missed opportunities. Wow, that's kind of cool. Actually, it's quite incredible. Uh, guys, like the experts say, it takes speed to lead to succeed. If you're not able to respond to a lead within five minutes, you might as well forget about it. Yeah, it really is the answer to the follow-up problem that causes agents to lose potential business. And it's not just great for the hot leads we're sending to our members. The system also nurtures leads that aren't ready to take action today. It does everything from emails to text to ringless voicemails, even physical postcards. The system makes sure that whenever a lead is ready to buy or sell a home, our members are the agent that they think about first. <laughs> Man, I wish I had that when I was selling real estate. All right, Austin, this is great. Why don't you just tell our listeners how they can get more information on Rebus Complete? Sure. Either they text Rebus, R-E-B-U-S, to 444-999, or they can go directly to hybendigital.com slash Rebus. The page has more information on the program. In fact, it's got a video really going into a little bit of detail about what the program has to offer. And it also includes a form that agents can complete to book a complimentary discovery call. Oh, and if you're interested in becoming a Rebus Complete member, you're going to want to act fast. Before I forget, I wanted to mention that we assign slots on a zip code basis so that we can ensure that leads are exclusive. Unfortunately, that means once a slot for a zip code is full, we're not able to take on any new members in that area. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Pause the podcast and go to hybendigital.com slash Rebus. That's hybendigital.com slash R-E-B-U-S or simply text R-E-B-U-S, Rebus, to 444-999. That's Rebus to 444-999. Hey, and if you're enrolled in any Rebus course, don't forget to mention that during your complimentary call, 
what we're going to do for current customers is waive the entire membership setup fee. This is a game changer, guys, and I guarantee that you're going to regret it if you miss your chance to join. Pause the podcast and go to hybendigital.com slash Rebus or just text the word Rebus, R-E-B-U-S, to 444-999. That's Rebus to 444-999 now. So when they're telling me, you know, what they're looking for, you know, maybe they need, maybe they want a, a secondary entertaining space, or maybe they need a, you know, more closet space, whatever. I'm, I'm telling them like, oh, well, you know what? I actually just shared a house this week um, that I think could be a really good fit for you. Let me, you know, let me send you some information about it. And if you're interested, you know, we could go see that, you know, later today or tomorrow. You don't have to wait for an open house. And um, I mean, just, just offering to send them a list of homes um, that meet the criteria that they're looking for in the price range. A lot of times that right there is enough for them to give me their email address, but I try to get their physical address too, because I I believe in, I'm kind of old school. Like I send handwritten thank you cards um, just for people who come to the open house. And I think that's, some people have told me like, nobody ever sends handwritten thank yous anymore. Like that they appreciated that, you know, I, I took the time to do that. So I try to do that. Just constantly, you almost make a game out of it. Like you're constantly, let me, let me get your email. Then let me get your home address. Let me get your, you know, all that. And and another, more you get the better. And the more, the more they give you, the more solid of a lead it is for you, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. The more information they're comfortable with giving you, obviously the more they trust you. And for me, another thing is as I am uh, getting that information, I am looking at the clipboard. I, I will say like, Oh, okay. And the best number to reach you at is you give a three, one, seven area. Now you're like a nurse, right? You're like, yeah, it's like, it's like the expectation is that they're giving me the information. So I don't really give them the opportunity to say, Oh, well, I, I don't know if I want to share that. I just, you know, we built this rapport already. I know that they're looking for a home and I'm trying to help them. So why would they not give me the information? Okay. So that's awesome. So what about that? What about the other two thirds of your business? Cause a third of that's coming from open houses. And so you yeah. still got 20 some houses. Where's all, where's that coming from? I mean, because so I have had um, eight referrals from past clients, which that's, I think kind of crazy considering, you know, I've only been in the business for a year and a half. And so I, yeah, that's odd. Like, I mean, like, so how, why is that? Because that is definitely not normal. So I always tell people that look at closing, like, like, Hey, um, you know, this isn't it. Like, this isn't the end for us. Like I'm not your realtor just until closing day. Like this is it. Like I'm your realtor for life. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Like we're going to stay in touch. So people kind of, you know, laugh when I say that, but then, you know, as I continue to keep in touch with them, they're like, Oh, she's really not kidding. Like we we really are still maintaining contact. So, you know, I do a lot of things for my past clients um, and for my sphere um, throughout the year. I do pop buys for holidays. Um, People who have kids, I try to do a lot of things that are special for the kids because, I mean, one, I love kids. I'm very, you know, family-centered, and um, I think a lot of people appreciate that. But I think kids just really get excited about it, and then parents are happy that you're taking the time to interact with the children as well. 
Um, so like, for example, specifically, I mean, yeah, give me some yeah. examples. So like, um, one of the things that I did for Easter, it didn't really, um, cost me very much money, but I printed off these flyers that said, um, you've been egged. There are 12 eggs hidden in your yard. And I had, you know, little, uh, fluorescent colored Easter eggs that had candy inside them, um, hidden in their yard. Um, so yes, I went to their front and side yards and hid these Easter eggs and left a little sign on the door that says that they've been egged. And then at the bottom, it said, if you know someone who's hunting for a new home, um, you know, please let me know and had my information on. I can't tell you how many people posted that on Facebook, um, you know, took videos and sent me videos of their kids, like getting out of the car and then like running through the yard to find the Easter eggs. So little things like that, you know, have really helped because people share it on social media and then other people see it and it becomes a, oh, hey, wow, boy, their realtor looks like. That's really a pearl cool. right there, guys. If I mean, anybody listening should be doing that to all of their clients with kids. Yeah. I mean, you should spend three days straight before, before and after Easter just egging people's yards. That should be <laughs> the only thing you do, right? I mean, that's. I mean, you kind of want it to be you in a sense. I guess you could have other people do it for you on a wide scale, but... Well, I did, I did them all myself. I, I did it myself because if the people were home, I, I wanted to give a quick explanation as... Right. You don't, want, you don't want a stranger walking around the yard. I like it that it was you. I like yeah. it that, a lot that it was you because, because of that, because you... you cause, you know, you're knocking on the door first and they know you, so they... You know, otherwise a stranger walking through the yard is kind of odd. So yeah, absolutely. So I did that. Um, you know, for Halloween, it was uh, they came home and they had a little you know Halloween bucket hanging on the door, filled with candy for the kids and um, pump you know pumpkin carving kit inside there. And I mean, I always try to come up with like a you know catchy little marketing slogan that you know ties into real estate. Um, but yeah, I mean, just things like that. People really have liked it. They have continued to share it on social media. And then from them sharing it, um, inevitably, it leads to a friend of theirs or, you know, family member of theirs seeing it and knowing that they have had a really positive experience with me as their realtor. And then that has in turn led to referrals. In fact, I have one client, it's been about a year since um, I closed on their home. They have sent me three referrals. Um, just in the past year. So um, three different family members. So, I mean, I really, really That's value great. them. Getting, yeah, what are, you, what, are you, how, what are you doing for them? I didn't, sorry, I didn't catch that. What are, you, what are, you, are you doing anything special for them? I mean, how do you, you know, it's great when you get one referral because it's kind of, you can follow a system, right? You can thank you note or whatever. I, I send when, them, yeah. um, I definitely, I send them thank you notes and they like to go to the movies. So I'll go to Costco and get those little, you can get a family four pack of movie tickets and I send I send them things like that. Um, just thanking them, you know, for continuing to support my business. Yeah. They've been amazing. Yeah. And that's great that you know what they like, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not sending them something that they're not going to use. Absolutely. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, 
negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. What do you think of this? So let's, let our flagship question has to do with how would you do it again? And it's clear that you've done it, you know, amazingly fast, right? I mean, you've got eight past client referrals and you barely had eight past clients, <laughs> um, you know, nine open house sales, right? And, yep. and I mean, that's like, a, you know, you're basically consistent, 30, 30 some percent of your business. Um, so let's say that I took you and I put you with uh, nine other real estate agents on a desert island. Okay. And it's not a desert island. It's an island and there's a lot of commerce and there's a lot of houses and people buying and selling. And okay. I gave each real estate agent $1,000, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone. And I told them all, I said, listen, the only thing you guys have in common is that you know no one. And I want to have a race and I'm going to give you six months. Whoever sells the most houses in a six month period wins a race and gets a million dollars. Like how is Jeannie going to win this race? So I would invest money in things that I can physically bring to people's houses. I feel like I, I have tried to um, do postcards and do mailers and I don't get anything from it. But when I am in front of people and when I, you know, see people, I seem to, do better with that. So I would spend it on things that I can do with farming. I believe like if you're farming, you need to be bringing people something that is useful to them. So whether that's me printing off maybe like a quick CMA report for their neighborhood and then including something additional um, of value to them inside maybe like a clear newspaper bag. I recently uh, have decided to expand my farm a little bit and I just recently bought like 240 bags of popcorn at Costco. I mean, it doesn't cost very much. It's like $10 for 44 bags of popcorn at Costco, you know, printed off some um, labels that talked about, you know, the market's popping. If you're thinking of selling, give me a call. Um, and then included um, a little letter about, you know, my sales history in the area, quick, uh, you know, CMA report that I printed off from our MLS and um, I'll go and I'll knock on a door and if they answer the door, I explain to them what's inside the bag and talk to them a little bit about who I am. If they don't answer the door, I just hang it on the doorknob and I keep going and um, I get a lot of responses from... Um, and, and this is a neighborhood that you've picked out that you're considering your farm? Um, okay, so I initially started with farming in my own neighborhood and... I started doing exactly what I was just saying in my neighborhood um, as soon as I was licensed. And I have sold five homes in my neighborhood um, since I did that, which has been great because I've gotten to meet a lot of neighbors. And um, the price point in my neighborhood is like between uh, 275 to 320 
Um, so it's really a good price point for how, me. To how have. many houses are in your neighborhood, would you say? Uh, there's 130. Okay, so it's not that big of a neighborhood. You sold five houses. Like, how many houses sold in the past 12 months in your neighborhood? Nine. Nine? Yep. Wow. All right. So this we're, we're we're going off the question, but I'm glad. I mean, this is a good conversation. So I get it. To, to answer the question of win to race, you would just go. You would just work really hard. You door knock. You'd you become a neighborhood expert and yeah. and, and you start marketing. I'd spend it. the money and I'd pound the pavement. That's what I would pound do. the pavement. Okay. So now back to this um, farming piece, right? So nine houses. So suddenly, clearly, there was an agent right? That thought that they had this neighborhood on lockdown before you got your license, right? Well, it was really a mixed bag. That's one of the things that I noticed. There wasn't one specific realtor that was getting all the listings in the neighborhood. It was like nobody had any loyalty to anybody. Um, so I don't know. I've just tried to make it that if anyone in my neighborhood is considering selling that hopefully I'll be the very first person they think of um, because they see all my signs, you know, scattered around the neighborhood. Do all, would you say that uh, of the 130 households, how many of them know who you are? I would say at this point, probably all of them because all of them after a year and a half. So, so like how often are you door knocking these same 130 houses? So I don't, um, door knock every time I pass things out because initially um, I door knocked the whole neighborhood when I first got licensed because I wanted to introduce myself. So I think the first time I door knocked in my neighborhood, it was March of 2017. I got my first listing in the neighborhood in November of 2017. So um, I was kind of surprised, but when they emailed me, they said, oh, well, we met you um, we met you in the spring. You came by with some Easter candy. We're, we're thinking about selling our house. Like, can you come over? And that's when I finally was like, oh, yes, you know, victory. Finally, you know, after knocking on doors and passing things out, you know, people people are starting. Finally, to but it only been three or four months, right? Yes, it hadn't been a few months, but of course, as I mean, a new agent, I was hoping it would be instantly. Yeah, right. That's how most agents think, right? A, right. I mean, for most I people, it's going to take years. I mean, this is great. Sure. And I think this is what Catherine was talking about by saying, how did you do this, right? Right. So, so how did, like, yeah, this is great. Well, tell me more. Like, what do you sure. do? Like, what are you saying? Are you, is it just your presence? Like, how often? Give me some, as many specifics as you can. Okay, so usually if, if I knock on the door and somebody answers, I just want to share good news with them. So I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to tell you I just sold my last listing around the corner. We just set a new record. I've been fortunate that I have uh, set a couple records for um, highest price per square foot um, in the neighborhood. So anytime I have good news to share, I'm happy to share it and let them know like home values in the neighborhood are really going up. I still have, you know, buyers that are, you know, looking in the neighborhood right now, you know, specifically, you know, maybe I have someone that's looking for a ranch. If they live in a ranch, I'm asking them, you know, have they given any thought to selling or do they know any neighbors who live in a ranch who might be interested in selling? So I'm having those kind of conversations when they answer. But if they don't answer, I still leave them something, you know, I have a, I bought a bulk load of um, clear newspaper bags and I put stuff inside of them and I literally just hang it on the doorknob. So I know 
that, you know, I, I, I'm always walking through the neighborhood. I walk my dog, you know, two, three times a day. So I see, you know, I hung something there. I, then, you know, I walk by later in the day. Well, it's not hanging there anymore. So I know that they got it. So I think um, just being consistent and making those contacts, whether it's in person or not, has really helped because people come up to me now, you know, I'll be at the community pool, um, you know, just maybe reading the book, reading a book or something on my day off and people will come up to me and be like, Oh, Hey, I've got some questions for you. And so I think, you know, it has really paid off because people know who I am and there's 130 homes. So, I mean, it's not necessarily where you would expect everyone to know who you are in a neighborhood of that size, but when you're consistent and you, and you continue to, you know, get in front of them somehow, whether it's in person or whether it's through a pop by or whether through it's a just sold postcard, they see your face, they see your name. And if they see it often enough, they start to recognize it with, this is, you know, a very popular realtor in this neighborhood. And, and you're just, and a lot of times you're just printing out like CMAs or, you know, just sold MLS cards on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and, Sticking in it. Well, and I like, and I, <laughs> I also like to give people stuff that I think that their kids will like. So again, going back to kids, the neighborhood that I live in is a very family-friendly neighborhood. You know, we've got a lot of kids that live there. So, um, like for example, for Valentine's Day, um, I passed out a big box of the sweet tart conversation hearts and the the little flyer that I had with it talked about, you know, let's have a heart to heart if you're considering, you know, selling. And of course, kids love candy. So then it was like a win-win because the kids got the candy. For 4th of July, I bought a ton of sparklers, probably, you know, $160 worth of sparklers. Every family got a pack of three of sparklers. And all I said was, you know, wishing you and your family a sparkling 4th of July. And then I had some information in there about just setting a new record with my most recent sale. So, I mean, things that I know are going to be well received because the contents that are in the bag are not necessarily just about information. There are things in there that I think the kids will like too. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking a lot of stuff up here. So guys, what you need to listen is number one, you know, and I've talked about this a lot. It's, I wrote a whole chapter in my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures on this, Chapter 5, Build on a Success Up, Not from the Ground Up. Right? She's building on a success up. The first listing she got, she just ran with it, doubled down, doubled down, doubled down. And uh, she's distinguishing herself as what makes me different is highest per square foot price which isn't hard to do in an ascending market, right? I'm not taking away anything from Jeannie, but a lot of you guys listening have that ability. All you need is the most recent sale or, or your company to have the most recent sale and um, distinguishing, distinguish yourself somehow as to why you're better. And setting a goal. This is what I love the most. Setting a goal. Like everybody listening should set a goal of 100 houses, or 150 houses, or 200 houses, where everybody knows you, that's how much you're in their face, is that you're in their face so much that they have to know you. And if you don't know where to go, go where you live. That's the easiest, because then you can uh, double down even more, building on a success up, meaning a success up might be, they see her anyways, because she walks a dog three times a day, (laughs) so she can build on that, by showing up and knocking on the door and say, you've probably seen me. I'm the one that walks this 
you know, black lab everywhere, which I've seen other agents do, right? Describe your dog and say, you've probably seen me. Oh, yeah, I have seen you walking that dog. Beautiful dog or whatever. So, so I love this. This is, this is really good. And, and so now, are you going to try to expand this to 260? Or are you going to just keep doubling down on the 130 until you get all nine listings instead of only five out of nine? Well, I'm, def- I'm definitely not going to change anything that I've been doing in my neighborhood. And I actually am excited because I I have decided to kind of expand it a little bit. So right now I'm in the works of um, doing, in, in September, I'm going to be sponsoring a uh, movie night. And I found somebody who has a projector and an inflatable screen, and we're going to put that up um, near our community pool slash playground area. So I'm going to be inviting everyone in the neighborhood to come out and watch a family-friendly movie, bring, uh, bring their chairs, bring their, bring their blankets, and I'm ordering pizza for the neighborhood. And so it, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's just going to be another uh, event where I'm going to get to know more neighbors. And I think, you know, just there's nothing but positive things that come out with, with interactions within my neighborhood. And so it's going so well that I'm not going to change anything in mine but I'm starting to expand into other neighborhoods that um, are near mine that are similar in size, similar in price point. Um, And so I'm starting to do some farming there. I actually just had some door hangers made and that's actually um, what I have sent to your toolbox is a template of the door hanger that I'm sending out right now. And I'm ordering 3,000 door hangers, 3,000 door hangers. That's a lot of door hangers, but you're not I, found a, I found a website. A lot more than 130. So, so yeah. you're going to, are you going to expand your farm? Obviously I'm going to, I'm going to expand the farm for sure. I don't think that, uh, I don't, ex- I don't plan to start farming all 3,000 of those homes as hard as I have been my neighborhood, but yes, I am going to expand. So, um, and a door hanger is just a, something that says something on it that it's cardboard that fits around the door, right? That's yeah. right. Yep. It's okay. a double-sided door hanger. Um, I had our marketing department here at my brokerage design it for me. It's specific. I live on the South side of Indianapolis and our township is called Franklin township. And so I've really, my goal has been to make that township my niche and I've sold uh, 21 homes in the township in the past 12 months. So the majority of my sales are in Franklin Township. So um, I am, you know, marketing myself as uh, your local real estate expert. I, you know, I'm your neighbor. I know, I know Franklin Township. No one sells Franklin Township like a neighbor does. So that's what the door hanger, you know, kind of advertises and talks a little bit about my area expertise. So I'm starting to take those out to some new neighborhoods. And yeah, I've got, you know, I try to do stuff around holidays and, you know, do you know because that's usually when you can interact with families more um, and leave things that I think kind of mean more and get attention. But um, yeah, I'm expanding the farm. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this is great, Jeannie. I appreciate you leading right into that. Um, and, and so I'm going to put this guys on hybendigital.com backslash Jeannie Grant and, um, also, it will be, her door hanger that is, will be in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 
Jeannie, this has been great. I really appreciate you jumping on the show today. I wish you the best of luck in Indianapolis. All of Jeannie's information will be in the show notes as well as everything that we talked about today. And Jeannie, hey, if I'm ever in Indianapolis, I will look you up and we will get together and break some bread. I would love that. If you ever make it around Memorial Weekend, let's go to the Indy 500 and you can see, you can see what we do best here in Indy. Oh, boy. <laughs> You got it. You got it. Thanks, Jeannie. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much, Pat. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.